Welcome, everyone, to episode 21 of the WP Mainline podcast for Friday, December 10th, 2021. I'm your host, Jeff Chandler, joined by Malcolm Perotti. Hello, sir. Hello, hello from the frosty north. Absolutely. Although here it's kind of the warm. Well, it's not warm north. You're more north than me. It's the warm south. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Have you ever thought of yourself as living in the south? No, 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 I have not. Uh, Well, we're back here another week, another week of things to talk about. We uh, apologize for no show last week. Last week was a bit of a crapshoot. Just things, things didn't go well. And it was just just a sucky week and we were talking before the for the uh before the show here david himself he's having a bit of a crappy week how goes it sir come on what's so crappy about it let it out tell us <laughs> no, we're, we're, I... we're 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 few and far between with show notes come on man let it out i think i'll keep most of it uh close to my chest but okay. i will say like That's i fine. did uh I did sign up for um, betterhelp.com mm. again to start working with uh, a counselor to kind of sort my brain out a bit. So I'm so glad that those services exist. I wish they weren't so pricey, but yeah. I'm so glad they exist. All right, man. Well, at least you're on the, you're on the right track there. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. What do we got? What's been going on here? Um, well, let's talk about uh, how about a theme that Jason theme generator boy say that 10 times fast uh david aguire is working on a uh, he actually released a demo video that showcases his black theme generator and i was kind of wondering uh if this was going to happen if this was going to be the case if people were going to create theme generators because essentially what you're doing is you know you've got your theme.json file and that controls your fonts and your colors and and things of that nature and i think you could probably create a UI where you can take care of a lot of that stuff by clicking on knobs and putting in hex values and different codes. And then you click a button that says generate and bam, you got a theme.json file you can use. And I guess then you would just need to put uh, some sort of structure around it, or maybe just a bare minimum uh, to turn it into a full site editing theme. And then you could take care of all the layout and stuff within WordPress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh so this is at the very early stages of a project that David's working on. In fact, he says that it's his first web app. So it's pretty cool. So he's learning on the fly. There's no word on when this is going to be released, but by taking a look at the demo video, you can see he's pretty much got a UI. Uh, you click through a couple tabs, you add some uh, some features and some functions. And next thing you know, it just gives you a, uh, a valid theme.json file that you can use uh, in your theme. And I got to, I got to imagine that once, Full site editing is released 5.9 here later in uh, or in January of next year. And uh, full site editing, block based themes, that just becomes the norm. I think we're going to see a couple of these block theme generators uh, be released or, or come out. And uh, those are going to be kind of fun to play around with. Yeah, it's so funny, right? Because I come from a, a slightly more developer background than you. And so my first thought was like, yeah, yeah, why you're one do, of, the, you're one of I... those folks who use theme frameworks. That's the background you come from. I'm like, why? Why does someone need this? Like, can't like if you look at the actual output of the theme.json file that he creates in the demo video, it's kind of like, I, I mean, as long as I understood what the requirements were for setting it up, I mean, I could do, I could write this out myself. Like, I don't need necessarily a tool to do it, do I? Um, so I'm I do. Curious. I like buttons. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always curious about the the use cases. Like, who are the users that are going to love this, and what are they going to use it for? Um, I think it's oh, a oh, you'll thing. see. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the thing, right? And 
um, what features will he add to kind of differentiate it from the others that will start doing this and and what kind of audience will it serve and yeah I'm, I'm excited to see how it evolves as well and and what that market looks like and and how this improves WordPress or setting up WordPress going forward I think that you know the first thing that makes me scratch my head though is is you know when you think about it from the developer side it's kind of like oh this is pretty easy I could write it myself and then on like the customer side you know you have those customers that barely know what WordPress is, the last thing that they're going to want to do is, you know, see this output of this, this uh, JSON file, because to them, that would be like the scariest thing ever. So there's only like a a slice in between, um, you know, kind of like in, in that skill level where they'd be comfortable to see this and try to experiment and play with it and learn it. Um, But I'm excited for it. I think it's a really great thing that he's doing here and I can't wait to see it evolve. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I, I wonder how this is going to transcend into other projects, into other block theme generators, how it's going to maybe uh, inspire some new ideas or different takes on creating these, uh, the thing that Jason found, maybe these themes themselves. Um, so, so that's, that's what I'm looking forward to. I mean, I, I there's going to be these, there's always going to be generators. Like, I think there's an entire website. I think generate WP that might still be around. Uh, I'm, I'm wondering if they're going to get on top of this, theme.json black theme generator bandwagon uh this seems like it'd be right up their alley but uh yeah we'll we'll have to see just another tool to to add to the tool belt and see what happens yeah uh, or you know to, to, for some others it's a toy not a tool <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, like like for me it's a toy let's see what i can get in trouble with uh the wp tavern you know mm. I, I i think i know a thing or two about that website they're sporting a new it's uh Sporting a new coat of paint. If you haven't checked it out yet, visit WPTavern.com and uh, you will see a new design. By Justin Tedlock? By not Justin Tedlock. <gasps> influenced by Justin Tedlock. Uh, if you read the uh, detailed article about the tavern sporting a new design, he talks about that. Uh, well, first of all, the tavern is now hosted on Pressable, which is a web hosting company that was acquired by Automatic a number of years ago. Uh, by I remember I think his name on Twitter was Zippy Kid, um, but uh, some some of you folks may uh, remember that name. But it's uh, uh, Justin ended up working with the team, the uh, Automatic Special Projects team, because I think they they actually have a um, a theme behind the scenes. It's like a special project uh, where you can create. It to me, it seems like it's the new underscores, but it's probably more than that, or it's probably not the same as that. But that's that's how I think it is. But uh, I think the theme is based on that. So it supports full site editing. It's black based and you can take a look at it on WPTavern.com. And, and just from the, uh, from the looks of it, it's, it's, it's white, uh, black font. You can, there's definitely, it's, it's blocky. I mean, you've got yeah, your blocks. It's, it's very newspapery. And I think one of the um, things that when we brought this up as, as something to talk about today, I kind of wanted to, transition to what does like what do news websites need to look like these days and this kind of feels like you know it wants to be like the new york times kind of like that kind of clean crisp newsy kind of focus and uh, i love that they added in the little like beer stein with the the foam on top i think that that's a real nice callback i think that was really smart of them um it is a very like very elegant looking design, which is also nice. I think though that 
you know, it lacks some, it still lacks some personality. Like even the last design and this design, it just kind of lacks some of the fun or some of the tongue in cheek that kind of goes with the name. Um, And like when you have people that have design skill and the time to do these things, you kind of expect them to, to elevate that. And uh, I think they could have gone a bit further with this. And that's, that's just how I feel. I mean, well, well, when I, when I read the feedback on this and the other, the previous design, some of the feedback I read from, from readers was that, you know, what, what is this? This is boring. This is, there's, there's no, there's no, there's no wooden floor as a background image. There's no, <laughs> there's no uh, uh, beer stands all over the place. There's no uh, uh, little emo- beer emojis all over the place to represent, you know, being in a tavern. It's, there's no, there's no personality, you know, it's it, back in the day. I mean, this was 2009 when I was running the tavern and I, I added that wooden background image. It was a wooden floor background image, but I cannot believe how that resonated with people over the years, how it actually um, gave, gave the site a look and feel like it, like its own thing. Like it really was part of a tavern, like a tavern ass type website. And uh, it, it just kind of tickles my heart every time I read somebody say, or, or request to have something like that back. <laughs> yeah. But, but here we are with the plain Jane, black and white, elegant looking simpleness website and, and you must have you been go. happy to see the little like stein as well right absolutely like, have, absolutely yeah. you gotta have you know at least there's one thing on here that represents a taffer <laughs> no, that's the beer stein <laughs> i mean and the old design didn't even have that i will say like in terms of your own site in terms of wp mainline oh i mean if you had let's say like a, a theme developer come to you and be like you know jeff we're gonna custom design wp mainline what do you like what do you want it to look like do you have some like ideas or thoughts in your head on like other things, like other elements that you wish you had the design skill to implement? Uh, let's see. You know, yeah. If you visit WP mainline, I mean, you've got, uh, <laughs> I've got a boring website too. If you look at it, other than the logo and stuff, it's, it's blue, blue font. I mean, other than the logo, there's not really much there that indicates uh, well, this is a the train theme website. Yeah, yeah. That's a cool boxcar ad. Yes, the boxcar ads. But I mean, I'm thinking of like the railroad crossing signs. It'd be cool to find a way to implement those. Um, uh, definitely not the blinky red lights at a crossing. That's probably not very accessible <laughs> friendly. It'd probably drive people nuts. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe up here uh, where the navigation is, since I've got those two lines, you know, maybe make it look like a railroad track or mm-hmm, something. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that'd, yeah, be, that'd be kind of cool. I don't know. And I think stuff I think, like that to, 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 to bring originality, to bring uniqueness to that's the site. It. That's that's what I'm trying to go for. And that's what I'm trying to say, right? Like that is, that should be the goal of a good website. I know that news websites don't need to have the the most elaborate designs or the most detailed designs or the most fun designs, but it doesn't hurt to inject a little bit of life and levity into these websites. And I think it helps strengthen the brand and helps define the community a little bit. And, you know, I think that if you're going to do a major redesign like this for any site, you got to have, you have to think about those kinds of things a little bit and not be so like, I don't know, overly professional in a way, because again, I think if you were to like blur this, like the WP Tavern website homepage, if you were to blur the logo and blur the text, you couldn't quite read what it was. I don't think you would ever know which site this is. Cause I could probably mm-hmm. find, you know, a hundred sites that look fairly similar to this. 
Um, and that's kind of a disappointment. And I think, I think they could go a little bit harder and a little bit further with this and especially with the resources that they kind of have. Right. So well, I know, I know some people have, have said that this just looks like a website or the tavern looks like a site where it's just a template with a font and then that's it. You know, that's, I mean, I, I, you know, there are in, in page builders and some of the templates that are out there, there's a lot of them that kind of has this look and feel that, that, that the tavern sporting. So yeah, I mean, I mean, what could be, what could they do? It could be maybe uh, some some colors, uh, a background image that's you know performant that actually you know adds to the look and feel of the entire site. And maybe in the comment section, a custom design comment section that's tavern esque. However, oh, like and, however and maybe some be. little elements, right? Some maybe um, where you have like the recent comments um, on the sidebar of the homepage or. Um, is it on the single articles too? No, so they don't have it on the single articles. Or like, or like the list item dot, you know, turn that into a beer stein. No, or, I, or, that's or, not my or even or even with the headers, right? You could have it so like there's two beer steins that are far apart, and as you scroll down, they like clink together in terms of like, <laughs> so like you know what I mean? Oh like, man, man you, I would wear out my mouse wheel uh, doing exactly, something like that. <laughs> exactly, and but it's it's memorable, right? It's interesting, yes. it's engaging, it's visually appealing, and I think we have to ask these questions about how much further can we push these designs because we want our web, like it's so competitive these days. How do we kind of stand out from the crowd? Um, and I, I think they kind of missed the mark a little bit here on that. And I think a lot of sites are missing the mark on that lately. What, what about the feedback of the people who own these sites? And they say, what the hell does it matter what it looks like just as long as the content's good? Yeah. I think that only goes so far. I agree. I mean, do, like, do you want to go back to a site every day like this? I mean, I might as well just read it in an RSS uh, yeah. reader, right? That's, that, that's, that's what I was getting at. You know, if, if without the, without the uniqueness to design to make it beautiful, to uh, a nice cover around that content. I mean, like you said, I mean, you could, why not just read it through a feed reader? You're getting almost the same experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I don't know. So the Tavern Sport and New Design, we'll have to see if they, uh, if it adds uh, any more features or whatnot. I will say, it's fast. Um, uh, it is fast. Uh, one of the sites that recently did a redesign and a whole brand thing was Do the Woo by Bob Dunn. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. his his site is, he did a really good job. And I know yep. he had direct feedback as to what he wanted the site to look like. And he worked with Web Dev Studios to maintain, to put it together. And he's got a very nice uh, uh, looking website uh, with the with the images, the logos, the colors. He's got this unique looking kind of background image for, for some of his news bits and stuff. Uh, so there's a redesign I like. Right. Yep. I get what you're saying. So there you go. I mean, so what am I going to, how am I, you know, I use uh, generate press mm-hmm. on WP mainline and I use a theme, one of the themes or templates that, that came with it. Right. And I'm, I'm kind of wondering, what am I going to do after WordPress 5.9? Am I going to, uh, uh, how am I going to redesign this? Am I going to just look, go out there and look for a FSE full site editing theme that supports black base, wh- whatever. And then just try and redo that. Am I going to stick with generate press and maybe see if they, if there's any way I can finagle things or, or, or is there even a reason to change? I don't know. You know, I'm pretty happy with what I have so far. So, and it's not that technical or uh, that uh, demanding of a website. So I don't know. I'm kind well, of wondering I mean, how I'm going to move hey, on from generate press here in the future. Out there in the WordPress world, if you're a front-end designer and, and developer oh, for Jesus. WordPress. <laughs> honestly, though, there might be someone who is interested in kind of helping you. Maybe not necessarily redesign the whole thing, 
but who could kind of give you some more graphic design elements to place on this theme that you're already using that kind of gets you a little closer to your vision in your head. Yeah, I know what to do. I'm going to go get some clip art. I'm going to add some (laughs) clip art. That's what I'll do. (laughs) Open source clip art. Come on, man. Oh, I feel it hurts. Don't worry about it. It'll be nice. It'll be railroad themed. They'll blink. It'll move. It'll be jaggy. Perfect. Add some, nice. add some like MP3s that autoplay or something. <laughs> no, no, some dot wave files so they're huge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dot wave or oh, MPEG little the little MPEG files or MIDIs. Remember MIDIs? <laughs> yes, I remember MIDIs. Oh my goodness, that would be amazing. Actually, I wonder what trains going by sounds like in MIDI form because it, uh, it, a lot of them can't get the detail that you need to really like replicate the true honest sound. So it'd be interesting. I don't know. Mm, i'm getting Please the ideas to implement a, the konami code on wp mainline where you do it and it's like <laughs> some insane look on the website with a midi plane of a train going by oh, giving me, you're giving me terrible ideas that actually <laughs> sound not that terrible <laughs> maybe we should move on from this before we, we dig any deeper absolutely uh so there's a bit of an issue involving a gravitar it turns out that uh gravitar made the headlines again due to an unintended use of its API. Now, Gravatar, which was created by Tom Preston Werner way back when and acquired by Automatic in 2007, enables users to upload an image for an avatar and use it across any site that has built-in support for the service. You know, and at the time when Gravatar was created, I thought it was a great idea. I supported it. I had it on WP Tavern. I said, man, it sure would be nice if all the forums I frequent and all the sites supported Gravatar because then I wouldn't have to upload my you know, an image to each one of those sites. And if something changes, I wouldn't have to go to each one of those sites and change it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, the more, the more I think about it and the more sites I'm not actually frequenting these days, the more I'm like, I'm kind of meh with the whole, with the whole Gravatar thing. But the website security service, Have I Been Pwned, recently contacted its users to notify them that their email address may have been part of data that was scraped from Gravatar. The service actually references an article that was published on Bleeping Computer from 2020 that details how security researcher Carlo Dadato used the Gravatar API to easily enumerate MD5 hashes that are associated with a user's email address. Now, in addition to these email addresses, uh, Dato was able to scrape any information that a user placed in their Gravatar profile using this uh API endpoint, which they were not supposed to do as an unintended use of that API. So Automatic has since, or the Gravatar service has since closed down that portion of the API to prevent this from happening. But uh, Dato had already scraped the information of, what I think it was 1.2, somewhere around 1. Uh, I can actually look at it right now. Oh, about 113 million Gravatar accounts. Now, when you sign up for Gravatar, they make it plain and simple in your face saying, look, our our job is to create a public profile that's easily maintainable and you can maintain it from one place instead of all these myriad of different sites. And what you put in this profile is public information. So, you know, there's, there's no biggie there, but the reason why this, and in the enumerating of email addresses, uh, that's been an issue for years. It's been brought up in 2009, 2013, 2016, where if you look at the source code of a website in the comment section, you'll see an MD5 hash of uh, which would be the email address of that Gravatar user. And by using something like a, a Hashcat or one of these other programs out there, you can actually 
turn that empty, you can uh, kind of reverse engineer that MD5 hash to figure out the email address. So it's it's almost like the MD5 hash is kind of like a courtesy of 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 well. So it, it's an over it's it was an oversimplified kind of thing. It was never really intended for real deep security. It was just right. an, a layer of obfuscation to simplify yeah, yeah. something. So instead of saying like you know Malcolm at gmail dot com, let's just change that to a series of, of letters and numbers, and then we know that we don't have to deal with an at symbol and a URL and stuff like that. So, I mean, it it, it simplified a lot of things in kind of early and mid web, but every md5 hash at this point has been like reversed so like there's not a single md5 hash that exists at this point that can't be reversed back into the values that it's like semi obfuscating i mean finding figuring out an email address through gravatar is no big deal the problem here is that this person was able to scrape all of that pro mm-hmm. easily scrape all of that data put it together in one data set and now People are able to use that in in phishing attempts, uh, social engineering, those type of attacks. Um, and some of those profiles included information like Bitcoin wallets or, or cryptocurrency wallet addresses and some of that other stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think email addresses are, are, are is information that a user typically reserves the right to make public or not. And I'm, I'm willing to bet that most people who, who use Gravatar probably didn't sign up thinking that their email address would become public knowledge outside of the sites that utilize the service. <laughs> well, well that's, there it is now. Your email address is out there now. I'm part of a data dump. <laughs> What's amusing uh, to me is that I probably change email addresses every like, I don't know, three to five years. So I, I don't even remember which email address mm-hmm. I would have with Gravatar anymore. Like I'd have to figure that out and do that whole like, reset password probably too and oh, it's just a nightmare but um yeah i don't know i i never really kind of got all the way into gravatar either i i was hopeful for it like you that it was going to be like a, a central service for like profile and identity online and actually maybe even make it easy to log in or register for other services i think that was a long hope that i had i don't know if they ever said that they were going to go in that direction but um, you know how you can log in websites using like your Facebook login. I always thought Gravatar login was something that oh. would eventually come to exist. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. I never really got all the way in. And... I think I think GitHub supports Gravatar. There's I know I think V Bulletin and some of the other forum software projects oh, yeah. probably support Gravatar, but. I don't know. I, I if you uh, it continues to remain as a core feature in WordPress. In fact, you can't even upload uh, in, a, in a fresh install of WordPress. You can't manage avatars locally, user avatars. It's it's either Gravatar or, or nothing. So if you want an alternative to Gravatar or you want to manage or have your users be able to manage their avatars themselves, I recommend a plugin called WP User Avatars uh, by John James Jacoby. And he does a good job of keeping it updated. And basically what it allows you to do is uh, it allows users to upload and select their own avatars. And by the way, I wrote an article back in 2016 for the Tavern where I described that it's it's a pretty crappy user experience on managing and changing your avatar from within WordPress. And this article got me to, to check in and see if there's any been, been any changes on that. And no, it, it's still a pretty crappy experience <laughs> managing and changing your avatar from within the back end of WordPress, which I, I don't understand. Yeah. But, you know, nowadays, from now on in, into eternity, I don't bother with Gravatar anymore if I can help it. If I do any new WordPress sites that I manage, I use the WP user avatars plugin. 
I just turn it off. It's more data to pull in on a page load that's probably mm-hmm. not needed. But I don't I don't do any community sites, so for me, those faces aren't as important. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> or some of those websites where it's just it's Wavatar. Is it Wavatar? Yeah, oh, it's one of the- <laughs> there's a couple of them. There's yeah, like a robot yeah. one and a weird shape one, and yeah. So there you have it. So Gravatar is just going to keep on going and doing what they do. And mm-hmm. uh, if um, basically whatever information you have in your Gravatar profile is now part of the data dump. So if, if you want, you can go into Gravatar. You could delete it or not. I don't think it really matters at this point. But uh, hey, at least uh, at least passwords are not considered public profile information. We, <laughs> we all have that going for us. Yeah, I would recommend, though, that if you did have your email address in that gravatar data dump it doesn't hurt to update your password and and make sure you have good password security or 2fa or something like that um because they could bot attack those email addresses potentially and try to gain access to your email which would be really bad so just be safe out there so everyone out there in wordpress land are you looking to increase your productivity well, one tool that helps thousands of web developers and designers do more every day is GoDaddy Pro. Combining site, client, and project management, GoDaddy Pro is an all-in-one solution made by and for web professionals. Whether you're new to web design or looking to grow your business, you'll find free tools, products, guidance, and support to help you deliver results for clients. Manage and monitor all of your clients' WordPress sites from a single place, no matter where they're hosted. With a single click, perform bulk updates, backups, security checks, and more at the same time. And free every day. And for more information, you can check out godaddy.com forward slash pro. Check out the hub dashboard. Uh, I, <laughs> every, any, anyone notice when I do these ad reads, I'm doing them in a way I, you know, I make myself laugh. I'm, I'm, I, I just, uh, I'm glad I have a good sense of humor, but <laughs> I'm I, was, I, was profe- I was professional about it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so long time. WordPress lead developer, core developer, Helen Husandi, she announced that she is moving on from 10 up, which uh, she's been there for about 10 years. And she's also kind of moving on from WordPress. She kind of says in her announcement post that, you know, she doesn't want to work. She doesn't think that she wants to work on WordPress itself full time again, which she feels should be okay. She has ideas and wants, but she has no real drive to manifest them herself anymore she feels very good about the current direction of the project especially the editor editor and she knows that there's wonderfully smart and kind people who work on it and she's thankful to have been part of such a great community and project for a long time and she says that you will definitely have not seen the last of her and she's uh you know at the point where she's willing to spend time and meet people at uh, word camps again and she has joined a another company but she's leaving that reveal uh for a later day so i just wanted to say thank you helen for all of your work and your contributions to wordpress and and what you've done over the years and uh looking forward to uh seeing how you influence the tech world in the future and uh, enjoy your new adventure yeah i think it's really great that uh it sounds like she's got an engineering manager position that she's really happy with i uh I, I can't help but feel a little gutted for the 10 up team. Um, she, when I worked there, she was a staple of that company and I'm sure that has not changed at all. Um, she was the the director of open source initiatives at 10 up. She was a WordPress lead developer. Um, she, you know, was just amazing 
to like listen to and and I just I I can't imagine after so long with that company she's like a fixture there for her to leave I was just when you posted that before the show I was just like how does that even happen like I don't know if I was if I was uh, the executive team at 10 up man I'd be like driving by with uh, dump trucks of money saying please don't leave but I I get that sometimes you get to the point where 10 years like though done, that's a lot that's yeah, a lot that's and, it, and especially in the tech world, right? I mean, you think mm-hmm. about the turnover in most agencies is typically around that, you know, eight to 16 months. And she's lasted 10 <laughs> years at the same agency. That's huge. So um, kudos to her for that. But uh, wow, it's just, that's going to be an interesting change. So in other news, uh, what's going on here with the uh, 1.5, 1.6 million WordPress sites hit with uh, some attacks. Yeah. So it, it seems like, um, there were some plugins that, uh, have this options update vulnerability in them. Oh, published press capabilities. You know, I know the, I know the folks over at published press and they, they have great products and they do have the, this is a, a plugin where you can manage the various roles and capabilities of users. And apparently they, they had a oopsie. Yeah, it's what's really interesting is not just that there's a bunch of sites being attacked, it's that they're being attacked from 16,000 different IP addresses over the last 36 hours for a total of over 13 million um, tracked or, or like noted attacks on websites. Um, it's funny in the, in the WordFence post, they give you like, here are the top 10 offending IP addresses that you might want to block on your firewall, whether or not you have these plugins, you're probably getting traffic sent to your WordPress site buy these IP addresses and it's just, it's not useful traffic. So grab that list, block them. Um, it does go on to kind of say like, Hey, if you're using like published press capabilities, Kiwi social plugin, Pinterest automatic, WordPress automatic. Also a number um, of themes too. Yeah. Uh, and the Epsilon framework theme version. So there's a number of themes that are part of the Epsilon framework that are affected by this as well. Yeah. And some of them are bigger than others. Um, I didn't see any in here that I'm like, okay, I know that theme or I've installed that one myself before, but like a news mag has over 10,000 active installations in it. Um, so if you're not, Oh running, yeah. Yeah. A lot of these themes are free and available on a the theme repo. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not running the latest version of these, you might just kind of want to double check that because otherwise um, you're not in a good place. And actually one of the themes, which was kind of interesting to me, uh, nature mag light there's actually no patch for that theme currently for this issue. So if you're running that, it's recommended that you actually uninstall that from your site and switch themes like now or yesterday. Yeah, if that if that theme is available on the uh, theme directory, I would I'd be very surprised if you can access it right now. It's probably already been taken down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Based yeah, they don't link uh, to based on WordFence, probably getting in touch with them, the theme review team, and probably having that taken down, or or at least suspended. Yeah. But, but what was going on here was that uh, attackers were updating the users can register option to enabled and setting the default role option to administrator uh, in most cases using the publish press capabilities plugin. So <laughs> that's uh, yikes. So yeah, that's it, not a little issue. That's a big issue. No, anyone can register in, in the new user role is, is admin. <laughs> admin. That's, that's oh, it, man. Yeah, that's not good. Keys to the castle, so to speak. Absolutely. So if you are using published press capabilities, and again, some of these other plugins will have links to these in the show notes, 
you want to make sure that you're updated to the latest versions because they're patched and then you won't have to worry about it. However, you, you should, if you were using these plugins, you should double check your, go to settings general and look at the membership area make sure that uh, the, that anyone can register is, 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 is not checked. Or if it is, make sure that the u- new user default role is not set to administrator, set it back to subscriber. I will say too, that, if your site has already been compromised, they might uh, be able to hide that information from you. So if you're running these plugins, yeah. it might be worth reaching out to your web host and saying, hey, is there anything we can do to just make sure that everything is a-okay? Yeah, um, might and be, also might check be your uh, backup time or utilize a backup time. Yeah, and check your user list as well. If you if you go there and you click on administrator, so you go to your WordPress admin panel, users, Um, And then you click on administrator, it'll list your administrators. Again, unfortunately, through code, some people can hide different accounts. But um, if they haven't done that, and you see someone on there that shouldn't have administrative roles, bump them down to subscriber, remove them, do whatever you need to do. But just kind of be cautious, everyone. This is this is not good. Have you uh, throughout the years of using WordPress has a site that you have or own that maybe you forgot about? Have you ever been... uh, I don't know, exploited? Has, has have any of your sites been succumbed to malware or a vulnerability security issue where you just had to wipe it or restore it from a backup? Yes, more than once. Yep. Wow. Yeah, I've I've been, I mean, again, part of that is just the sheer number of like client sites that I've run, but even on my yeah. own personal sites, I've like, you know, been lax on security sometimes or updates. And next thing you know, it's it's a bad situation. Um, I would say honestly, most of the issues that I've had in general with WordPress security has been due to um, someone with administrator permissions having a weak password and Tuh. me not having a system in place to like restrict the number of attempts that people can have to attempt to log in with oh. different usernames. Yeah, I think yep. that 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 combination has probably been like my biggest hole um, in terms of security over time, which I'm much more cognizant of these days. Uh, and much more like um, actively aware of and dealing with to make sure that it doesn't ever happen to me again. Um, but I've, I haven't had too many issues where it's been like uh, a plugin that has caused the issue or a theme that's caused the issue. It's it's usually been like that brute force. Easy yeah, I, I think I think it's still a thing too. If you visit WP Admin and you visit the lo- or just a login page, I think you by default it's an unlimited amount of tries mm-hmm. uh, that you could do. I mean, that's the whole reason why I remember back in the day, Brute Protect. Yep. Um, that was a whole service dedicated to protecting uh, WP Admin. And it was kind of like the Akismet but for your login form or your registration form on WordPress and automatically exactly. ended up acquiring them uh, a number of years ago. And now I think Brute Protect is part of, it's probably a service that's part of Jetpack or Jetpack Protect or some kind of security solution that they have. But oh man, the stats that Brute Protect was showing me when I was running the tavern, I was looking at it. Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> It was it was scary to know that that's how many attempts was, was going on or how many attempts that were blocked of, right. of people accessing WP admin and just and just guessing and most of all that stuff was automated. Yep, it is. It's amazing the uh, engineering ability. I mean, as we sit here and record have. our show right now, who knows how many attempts are being made to log into our WordPress sites? <laughs> I don't even yeah. want to know. No, me neither. But, you know, that's in here, here in lies where, by the way, speaking of security, um, do you, can you recommend 
or know of, or maybe somebody in our audience knows, you can contact me on, on Twitter at Jeffro, J-E-F-F-R-0, or email me. But um, I'm, I'm kind of in the market for a two-factor authentication plugin. Um, I use strong passwords on WP Mainline and every other website that uh, that I maintain or have admin privileges on. But I, I, I'm kind of thinking that I want to do some, maybe implement two-factor authentication yeah, for so logging in. Amusingly enough, the WordFence plugin allows you to do 2FA. Oh, okay, WordFence. I yeah. know they have a they have a free option, so I wonder if that's part yep. of the free option. It is, it is. Yep. Okay. So I might look in the WordFence. Uh other than that, oh, let's talk about this. This is interesting. CMS market share. Uh Yost Devok, he does a um a biannual analysis. So I think that's two a year. Mm-hmm. Is that what biannual means? Yep. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So you're, I'm going to call you right brain and, uh, and to help out the left side of my brain. But he does a biannual analysis of the CMS market share numbers provided by W3 Tax. And W3 Tax is the company that everybody quotes and everybody looks towards when they're uh, bringing up or talking about market share numbers for, for your uh, content management systems. And he says that, while in the previous two analysis analyses, of the ecosystem, there's a lot that has changed with some interesting new trends in the last six months. Uh, we can cover some of these things and, and the numbers, um, but I'll just ask you out of the gate, uh, going over this report and his analysis, anything that strikes that, that strikes you as, as odd or worrisome or maybe a bit surprising? Because I, I have one thing that he mentioned, and I'll, I'll bring it up after you answer. Um, for me, I think the the thing that made me go wow the most was um the the continual rise of shopify was mm-hmm. one of the big things and then secondarily i was like ooh the slow death of joomla oh, and Drupal yeah, yeah that's that sad yeah so that's like if you look see. at those two lines um going in their opposite directions it's it's super interesting to me i mean i have numerous times thought about like you know, surely Shopify is basically as big as it's going to get. And nah, it just keeps growing. And I'm just blown away. I, I've, I don't know if you've ever used Shopify before. I've, I've no. developed a couple of projects on Shopify. Um, my thought on that is I felt like I was being bled to death, like death <laughs> from a thousand paper cuts, because everything you want to do, every feature that you want to add is another monthly subscription of like $3, $5, $2, $8, and, so that, like, and, that's, but, and that's probably because it's a, it's a software as a service, right? Exactly. And so by the time you get your monthly bill, you're going, wait, I'm spending like $180 a month on my like shop that I set up. Like, okay, as long as I'm getting good conversions, that's fine. But for like, as you're starting out, you're going, this is dumb. Like I could set up a WooCommerce shop for way cheaper than this. So like, I don't, in my brain, I kind of get to this wall where I'm like, why is Shopify so like, you know, growing so much or so potent? What, what was your kind of takeaway from this? So we'll just really quickly here. Uh, the top 10 CMSs will cover, I guess I'll just go down the line. You've got WordPress at 43%. Then you've got Shopify at 4.3%. Wix at 1.9%. Squarespace, 1.8%. Joomla at number five at 1.8%. Drupal, 1.3%. Blogger at 1%. Bittrex at 0.9%. Magento. Uh, 0.6% and open cart at 0.6%. And one of the notes about the numbers by Joost Volk uh, is, is this, and I'll just quote him. He says, new contenders, all software as a service. He says, Webflow and Weebly have both shown nice growth over the past 12 months. 
Webflow especially can be expected to be knocking on the door of the top 10 by this time next year. As an open source enthusiast, it pains me to see that all of the software as a service tools are winning and open source in general is losing everywhere. And boy, that that, that statement kind of struck out at me because he's right and the numbers show it. Yeah. And I have to admit, so I have tried Webflow as well and it feels really good. Like Jeff, if you haven't had a chance yet, go sign up for a free Webflow account and play with it for like, like two or three hours. And I think you're going to agree with me that there's an empowerment that Webflow provides hmm. um, that I haven't, even in like Squarespace or some of those other like tools, I've never, I've never felt as empowered with those as I do with Webflow. I feel like Webflow is the answer to like, what if WordPress.com and Squarespace like truly had a child and they still allowed you to do like custom post types and custom content types. Huh. Um, it, it, it is super empowering and I can totally see why Webflow is growing like crazy right now. Um, because honestly, if I was to start in like the CMS news world today, or if I was to start in like the CMS or building sites for clients world today, I would probably be doing hundred percent Webflow. Wow. Wow. That's uh, I guess I'm going to have to check it out. Um, he also mentions in his analysis that overall the market uh, is uh, consolidating. The, the entire CMS market is consolidating. He does mention that uh, he's kind of sad as well about the Drupal and Joomla decline, the numbers decline. And Shopify wins. Wix is winning. Those uh, Squarepa- Squarespace is winning. Um, and all of those software as a service providers are, are generating more revenue. They're getting a hold of, of more money. So we'll have to see. How, or you know, if, if any way possible, WordPress can continue to battle against these behemoths with uh, as they continue to generate more money, get access to more uh, revenue that they can spend. But you know, looking at WordPress at forty three percent market share, and we can go back. Let's go back ten years when even even then, ten years ago, the numbers were still huge for WordPress and for market share. Could you have ever predicted? or could you even have, have predicted a scenario? Let's even go back to 2007. Let's go way back. You know, let's go back to, to near the beginning. Could, could, could any of us have seen WordPress becoming this dominant on the web? No, I don't no. think so. I think, of, I think of, that we all assume that it was going to kind of hang around with some of the more mature um, options that were I mean, available. I, and, I thought it was the, gonna... the question I have is why is WordPress at 43%? Why is it why is yeah, it why this is Drupal not like right there, right next right. to it kind of thing? I right? mean, I mean, it, it, Drupal is not that bad. Drupal has been maintained. The mm-hmm. the, the, the dev- developers love it. It's it's a it's a pretty good, solid content management system. Well, how yep. come its market share is not up? What's the problem? I I wish I had an answer for you, and I think that's a great question to ask the community. I mean, hey everyone, if you're a Drupal fan or you know why <laughs> Drupal's only at one point three percent, message Jeff on Twitter or wherever you can find him. I'd be interested in that answer too, because I, you know, I'm not a fan of Drupal by any stretch, but I mean, that, that gap between Drupal and WordPress is just, it's shocking to me. Um, The gap between Squarespace and WordPress is shocking to me. The growth in Shopify is shocking to me. I mean, maybe I'm just out of touch and I'm like, you know, getting old and get off my lawn, but uh, yeah, I, I don't understand it. I just, I don't, I love WordPress. Don't get me wrong, but I don't understand why the gap is as big as it is. And uh, Yost then says that e-commerce continues its rise uh, as a result of COVID-19. More people have been buying and selling things online. He says, as a result, e-commerce is becoming more important. 
and e-commerce sites take up a bigger portion of the top 10 million sites online. Those are the ones that are tracked by W3 Techs. And he says that he honestly doesn't know where all these e-commerce sites are coming from. <laughs> uh, but he also mentions that uh, just like WordPress, WooCommerce's growth seems to be slowing a bit over the last six months. WooCommerce added 0.4% market share while Shopify added 0.6%. He says it's a bit too early to draw conclusions over this. So let's see where these figures are six months from now. Yeah, I agree. And I, I kind of wish that he had more data from more e-commerce providers like you know, what are big commerce installs looking like or what are other like, um, uh, what's another e-commerce solution? I'm, sh- I'm sure you have a bunch of them in your head. I don't like- know. I mean, I, when I think of WooCommerce or e-commerce, it's like WP e-commerce is a classic. The shop plug-in shop with two Ps. That's, as far as I know, that's still around and kicking. Um, but yeah, in all this mess, you know, I, I keep forgetting about big commerce. Big commerce made uh, some large inroads into the WordPress space and community about, uh, a year or two ago. In fact, I remember, I think Topher DeRoja had a bit of influence into that. He was kind of like their WordPress liaison. And, and uh, that's how, that's how I came across big commerce, but, but they're right up there as well. Yeah. And I'd be interested to see what that market share looks like. They're probably not Shopify numbers, but I think they're worthy of being on these kinds of graphs. Wow. You know, but, but again, I, I'd like to go back to that to that quote where he says, it pains me to see that software as a service tools are winning and open source in general is losing everywhere. That's, I don't know. I, I guess keep that in the back of your head, folks, because yeah. man, that's, that's kind of, that's, that's depressing. But I think, I think it's also not surprising because yeah. as a software as a service, what do you have? You, you get a tailored solution that is tightly controlled by the provider. And, you know, when you create that sort of very strict, uh, area for providing a service and you don't have the wild west of plugins, you don't have the wild west of themes and, uh, you know, and then you have at the very least a robust API that third parties can build on top of, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's like, there's, there are many benefits to, to being part of a software as a service solution instead of, as opposed to like WordPress or WooCommerce where, you know, Hey, I found this plugin on Etsy, you know, <laughs> install it on your WordPress site and who knows what happens, you know, just the wild, it, WordPress is the wild west and SAS is just, I don't know, the county jail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that, that's a terrible comparison, but I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully uh, open source in general, not just WordPress, but open source in general can, can continue its Continue with strength and not lose the software as a service because it's all about breaking down the walled gardens, right? Web3, decentralization, all that crap. Yeah. I mean, and, and speaking of decentralization, I mean, you know, decentralized WordPress news. Um, if you want to support WP Mainline, go check out uh, for $49 <laughs> per nice. year. You can be a rail fan and uh, you can continue to kind of make sure that uh, Jeff and I can bring you this podcast and the news and there's no corporate overlords or software as a service. No here. minting required. There you go. You do not have to hook up MetaMask or any other crypto wallet <laughs> to WP Mainline to support this show. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, let's see. So next week's going to be an interesting week. Next week's show, because we have the state of the word on Tuesday, December mm-hmm. 14th. And that's where we're going to kind of get a, um, measure the pulse on what's been happening with WordPress development of the this year, previous years, and what's going to be happening in the future. And a lot of people are stoked to, to hear what Matt has to say on Web3 and, and 
the blockchain and maybe get his thoughts on it. What, what, how it relates to WordPress and whatever else. I know there's a lot of people looking forward to that. And I'm kind of, I'm interested just to see a, a general direction of where Matt sees WordPress heading in the next year or two and what his plans are and sort of the uh, direction that WordPress is going to take. I think you should uh, host a watch party or listen party or whatever. And there's, there's so many people doing those. I've already made well, some. Then who? Who? Uh, Who's running one? Let's who who see. should your fans go and listen to? Uh, there's some out there. <laughs> I just can't think of them. <laughs> oh, I know. I know a number of people are actually hosting Twitter Spaces. A couple of different right. Twitter Spaces are going to be happening um, either during or after. I know Post Status is having an after right. uh, state of the word space. Um, in cool. fact, there's actually going to be. I think Corey Miller is representing Post Status. He'll be there in person. And Matt Molloway uh, sent an invitation to Post Status and said, "Hey, is there anybody? Is there anybody from Post Status that's going to be here? Maybe we can do a little interview." And David Bissett couldn't make it because of prior obligations, but Corey Miller is going to be there, so Corey's going to follow Matt Molloway into a conference room and do a little interview. That'll be that'll be interesting <laughs> to see. And I've got a couple places that are interested in my take on on the state of the word. So I'm supposed to record a little shindig and send that out to a couple people. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll all be. Uh, sitting on the edges of our seats on Tuesday for the state of the word. <laughs> oh, do me uh, a favor. If you, if you do find uh, any kind of cool right. people that are going to run Twitter spaces or websites, they're going to do like viewing parties or whatever, make sure you tweet about them so that I can maybe pick one or so other people can pick one as well. Mm-hmm. Okie dokie. And with that, that's going to wrap it up for today's episode. You can find show notes for this show and every other episode on wpmainline.com just click the podcast link it's all right there and you can follow me on twitter at jeffro j-e-f-f-r-0 where i tweet pictures of uh, pizza crescent rolls and and some other things and uh david how about you sir uh you can find me at find purpose on twitter and i'm always available at presstitan.com and for uh you know whatever your website building needs at camber creative Mm, so we're getting towards the end of the year here in fact uh, in about two weeks i celebrate another revolution around the sun with my birthday so that'll be cool um yeah so they're the end of the year crunch and then uh do you think things are going to slow down for you you could take a breath uh, come january or are you going to be is it just grinding all year long there's no there's no stopping <laughs> Uh, I'm hoping to go a little slower in January. I think really though, my slow period will be after my wife graduates from her undergrad in uh, uh, April. Okay. We'll, we'll probably, we'll hopefully find a little bit of time to just kind of be. Uh, it's just about four hope. months away. Yeah, that's, that's nothing in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Look how fast You're right. this You're year's right. gone by. You are absolutely right. Um, time flies by. Yes, Absolutely. it does. All right. So everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. I'm glad we got to, to hang out with you today and we'll talk to you again next Friday afternoon or evening. So long, everybody.